Hello everyone, welcome to Genji Talks podcast. I am Lucidi Anthony and I will be your host today for this new episode. I hope you're going to like it. In this episode, I'm talking with Margot Grégoire. Margot, she's Vice President Finance at Luco. The company have been recently listed in the next 40 rating by the French government and they transformed the perception of insurance to create a truly positive experience. Margot, where to start to present her? She's first full of energy, ideas and projects. Margot is the kind of woman that knows what she wants and believes that everything is achievable. As you're going to hear, she's motivating. Today we're going to talk about finance, for sure, but most of all development and leadership. Margot, thank you very much for, for participating to a new Women in Finance uh, episode. I'm really happy to have you here today. Based on our previous discussion, I have to say we have a lot to, to discuss, but let's start with the beginning, meaning you. Could you please quickly uh, present yourself and your background in finance? Yes, for sure. Thank you very much, Lucy. I'm super happy to be here too. Uh, so I am Margot, 30 years old. I'm currently VP Finance at Luco. Um, actually, I started my career in the banking industry at Société Générale on a job that is, a, I would say, a typically French job, an inspector. Um, it was a mix of internal consulting and audit. Um, and, and actually, it was my first introduction to finance, not only financial services as an industry, but also uh, getting to understand what it means to be a finance function um, in a finance industry, uh, because I've been working a lot on all internal financial departments at Sargen among my various assignments. Thank you, Margot. Um, the first question I wanted to ask you, it's um, was finance a true calling for you when you were a student? It was like a revolution for you to, to start uh, doing that. It's a very good question because if you look at my, <laughs> actually at my, 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 I would say academic track, um, it started in business school, ended up in public affairs. And so I would say finance was not the, the, the initial ambition. Um, but it turned out that um, I tried different internships in, in various environments, each time touching finance, actually, project finance, also um, inspection for the Ministry of Finance for French government. And I realized that um, it was a good opportunity to be super curious and ask any question I had, because actually, when you work in finance, you have access to so many data that it is the, yeah, the best excuses, the best pretext to say, okay, can I just call you and ask what it, what is it about? What's the rationale for that? And, and, and so I started thinking, okay, maybe that's a super cool position for me. I was not that bad with figures and analyticals. So um, I considered it could be interesting. And, and yes, I started like that. I would say on top of that, financial services were also super attractive to me. This industry, I mean, be it banking, asset management, insurance, I mean, insurance in general, You are in a regulated environment. So on top of all the financial component there is, there is something that is super related to a certain extent to public affairs. Because at the end of the day, the reason why it's regulated is to protect consumer and, and it, it relates to what should be regalian or not. To what extent can we let those entities be super autonomous and do whatever they want? How can we ensure the minimum protection to the final consumers? And so, no, I, I, um, I ended up there. It was not the initial true calling, but I realized it was a super interesting position and even more so in these industries. 
You've mentioned in your introduction that you worked at La Société Générale. Um, why did you choose to move from a big French banking institution to a tech-growing startup? Because I guess the gap is, is huge. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's it's a revolution. <laughs> um, I would say my first years at uh, Sogjen was really amazing. The inspection is a um, is a crazy adventure because you get to work for all the entities of Société Générale in the world. So I think I traveled in more than 12, 13, 14 countries and worked in those countries and with people of these uh, local entities. So it was amazing. Also, to a certain point, there are a couple of things that you start thinking, okay, it's, it's, it's a great adventure for now. Do I want to, to engage for, into that for a long run? First, you realize that so many things are happening outside and that even if people in these very big corporations are super smart and totally in line with that, they are stuck with a super, super big legacy. They cannot get rid of easily. And so even if you have the will to, you cannot move as fast as you want. And second... I think I also needed to change positioning because being an inspector means you observe, you comment and you, I would say, advise, which is amazing because you get to meet a lot of uh, super interesting people and, and a lot of different activities. So in terms of curiosity, it's, it's, it's the issues, I would say. But you do not have any skin in the game. And I wanted to change this role and maybe jump on a boat with other people where I feel people around me are, you know, as dependent as I am on the success of the common adventure we share. And, um, and yes, that, that I wanted to change positioning and I wanted to be where we can move as fast as we want because we have no legacy. So everything is to create. And there it's also maybe, um, I don't know how to say that. Um, there is a, a kind of megalomania because I, you can shape it the way you want. And so I've been observing Société Générale for years. It's a, a very, it's, it's, it's a beautiful company with beautiful people but you see what you don't want to reproduce. And so I was like, okay, here is the opportunity for me to be accountable for that. I have not, like, I was not comfortable in that environment. It is now my responsibility to make sure it does not happen when I'm driving the boat or this part of the boat. And to shape the boat that you join, what was the first decision you took? <laughs> it, it, maybe it's a fun fact, but <laughs> I joined on 9th of March, 2020. Meaning, okay, perfect uh, date. Pre <laughs> exactly. So precisely seven days before first lockdown, if I'm not mistaken, because lockdown was decided on the Monday. Yeah. And they, they closed out nightclubs, etc. the weekend. And, um, and, and we were supposed to go on um, a big team building and go skiing all together. So I don't remember. We were 35 or 40 or I don't remember. And so that, that, that's my first week. And, um, and that's the first meeting we have as a, I don't know, leadership team. And the, the two founders say, okay, maybe we need to discuss because nothing is decided yet, but we can, we can expect the government will close everything. And we are about to put 40% on the train and go lock ourselves in, a, in the mountain. Is it really a good idea? So that was the first decision we, we took as a team. And, and we made that decision... Um, It was a bit painful, of course. It's very difficult to cancel such a trip, but we decided to. And uh, and yes, I was I was maybe the first one on the round table saying I I think we should cancel. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> very good start. Very good image. Exactly. Very very nice. <laughs> good introduction. Margot, when we met together, uh, we talked about um, this gap between women and men in, in finance because, of course, you faced uh, this reality. But uh, you also mentioned that for you being a woman, 
is a clear opportunity. Um, why do women have more chances, according to you, than men to make the difference in this field? Basically, why and how did you come to this analyze? It's very true. I really believe we have more opportunities. There is a very simple, uh, simple fact that um, everybody now is aware of the discrepancy of treatment, of empowerment, of success in their career, all that. So even if everything is not solved yet and it will take a while, at least everybody is aware, which was not the case for so long, that we are very lucky as women today to be in that environment. People do care. So first, people do focus also on us and say, okay, now we need to have more balance. So how can we make sure that um, we offer them as many opportunities as they should have and, and so that we can maybe, I don't know, correct the current imbalance that we face in those industries and in, in those positions. I mean, I think it's true in any field at top, top management level. And I think it's even worse in finance, in financial services, of course. I mean, in the banking industry, it's clear. Um, in insurance, it's maybe a, a bit different, but still, it, it's not a, not a lot of women driving that. And, um, and I really think that, so first, people are aware. Second, they want to offer opportunities. And third, I think they start understanding why it's valuable, not just being aware because, uh, you know, I don't know by some moral principle, you should try to make it more balanced. No, I think now people start understanding why it can be worth it. They understand why a finance partner being a female can be maybe a bit different and, and, and worth it. It doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean it's worse. It just means it's different. And, and, and so that if you want to optimize or to get the most value out of your choices and of your teams, it's good to create those, I would say, different forces and strengths that will maybe sometimes fight, sometimes go in the, towards the same direction. But at the end of the day, the more you create diversity and the more you enrich these teams and you enrich the perspectives and the point of views, normally the better the outcome is. And I really believe now people are buying that. It's not just, okay, we need to be to treat people equally. We, just, we need to make sure we have a couple of women in the board. Like, no, I really believe now people see the value of it. So it's super interesting for us. And you, effectively, it's uh, today countless studies and research has shown that company with diverse workforces perform better. They are more innovative, productive, and they promote inclusivity. Uh, how are you working on your side on inclusion and diversity to correct the common woman and men differentiation? Um, that's a very good question. I mean, I still have a lot to learn there, but I try, I try as much as I can to adapt my management and my positioning with the people around me. I try to make them comfortable, to make the most out of them and not just to impose my style, even if it's a lot of work on myself, of course, because I have to say I'm a bit intense, but I really try as hard as I can to understand how they work, what are their drivers, how can they be comfortable in their daily life, daily job, what are the projects that they like, that they don't like, How can we make it comfortable for everybody so that you just first make them happy, which is cool because you spend a lot of time at work. So if you're unhappy, it's a bit sad. And second, they can develop themselves. They can learn, they can try, they can take risks. 
when you manage to make people owners and to empower them enough, I really believe that they give the best out of them because they want to try. They want to try for themselves. They, they, they understand that being at risk is also a learning for them and not just be, you know, their management being super pushy to execute that. So this is how I try. I mean, it's not working all the time, huh? but um, <laughs> it's not rocket I mean, I mean, science. So it's <laughs> exactly learning. Yeah, sure. Exactly, it's a lot of learnings, but um, but I can see where it, it 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 has an impact, and I also try. Um, actually, I don't do not do a lot of difference, but I'm maybe more sensitive or more aware with women when I see that they do not dare. It, it's not that, I, I, you know, I will not, I don't know, for, for instance, a, a performance assessment, a roadmap definition, goal setting, it's exactly the same, whoever you are, depends on the seniority, of course, but I do not care about the background. But maybe I'm a bit more sensitive when I see some women in teams could do more or better or, or just pick up and they don't. And I feel like ah, that's my role to go tell her, go for it. And how could you help them to dare? Because basically, this word "daring" it's something that came a lot of uh, in the in the podcast with the, the woman I'm interviewing, and uh, visibly this is a common, um, let's say, problem: uh, how to dare. So, what is your your way to improve this uh, this element for a lot of women you're working with? First thing I try to do, as much as I can, um, provide exposure. Like in my team, when I think someone is doing something, something super important and interesting, I do not go present it myself. I take them with me and they present and they speak and they get exposure and they get feedback from the co-founders. Like I really believe it's the first thing if you want to feel comfortable in those situations, if you want to feel comfortable to speak up and to talk to a leadership team and you want to be part of a leadership team because that's the final aim. I want them to be comfortable and, and, and become part of leadership teams. You have to be exposed and to sit with them and to get the opportunity to present, to debate. So this is the first thing I try to promote. And I think it's important. And maybe advice like, okay, when you go for that, present it like that. If you approach the problem this way, you might get that feedback. Get ready to answer. I, I mean, I try as much as I can uh, to, to prepare them. When, I, when, when I'm relevant, because sometimes I'm not and I learn with them. And maybe exemplarity. As much as I can, I try to speak up when I think I need to speak up. I, I dare proposing new direction and, uh, and, 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 and disagree. And, so, and it costs a lot of energy on a daily basis. Uh, it, it's not so easy to, 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 assume, like, to, to consider you have to share everything you have on your heart because you truly believe this is how you will develop yourself and you give the best to the company. It costs a lot of energy. It's sometimes easier to just let go. But I really do my best to, to stick to that rule of thumb for myself. And I hope that it makes people in my team more comfortable to do the same. You know, I think exposure, it's a really good word to help women to begin to start a new job, to be promoted. Uh, consequently, the, there is one subject which is beginning increasingly important. It's uh, sisterhood. So just as a record, these little words means a lot. It means solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences or, or concerns. So the things you're doing basically on a, on a daily basis with the people you are working with. Why can sisterhood 
be a helper for a woman working in finance. How is it considered today based on your experience? That's a good question too. Um, it honestly depends a lot. It varies, I would say. Because um, if I am very transparent here, my first experience with a woman manager was really not cool. It was actually, it was maybe the toughest manager I've ever had. Not really trying to promote me or to support me or to, I don't know, help me cope with the level, with the workload or with the stress or with the anxiety it could trigger for me. It was just adding more pressure on top of that. And I don't know, maybe it was just to show you need to be tough or toughen up and, and that's going to be okay. But I have to say, maybe for my first experience, I did not really... It was not the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely I have toughened up. That, 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 was, <laughs> that was efficient for sure. But maybe I, I needed something a bit more, re, I don't know, reinsuring or, or, or providing more feedback that was to help me build something and not just learn to... To, to 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 be slapped and and <laughs> and start over again <laughs> so so i would say it depends it was the first experience it was quite bad and and here i could feel that there was no open door to make it uh, collaborative or 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 um, more towards uh, exactly what you say just filling in a sisterhood environment where you are here to help each other and actually as i said in the beginning it's just a we are in a new era where Everybody accepts it's normal to promote diversity. Women should be part of it. And it's just it's not just for the sake of promoting diversity. It's because it adds value. So we, I mean, there is room for everybody, really. So, the, I mean, of course there is competition, but competition is always there and actually not among women, just with, with all the rest. So the more we help each other, the better the, the outcome will be, I think, for the overall community. And having women driving big companies or big teams or big VC funds or stuff like that, it's always a new opportunity to bring that diversity we need in those decision-making, I mean, bodies. So for me, it's super important. And I, I mean, the, the, more, I, the more I work, the more I, I feel it's something that matters and it helps a lot and at Luco I think we are lucky because our founders were aware of that and we are a lot of women in the leadership team what and, is the percentage? Um, I would say it's half-half in the leadership team okay so it's balanced yeah leadership team is balanced and mid-management I, I, I'm supposed to know the number and I, I, I don't remember so I don't want to say anything wrong but um we really work on that and at least me i felt i mean very early super comfortable thanks to that so this is very positive and i believe it's uh, important to to promote that and to discuss that among ourselves and to push uh, women around us you know from um my 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 business school i of course i have a, a very close circle of friends and we have a very close circle of uh, women friends And, and we call each other before we go into a negotiation, uh, mm -hmm. before we uh, pick another job, before we negotiate our packages, and we challenge ourselves as much as we can. And it's, it's, it's first to give advice and share how we feel we can do and, and just try to help as much as we can. But it's also to give energy and confidence because very often you have a clear idea of what you want or where you think you can try, but you need the confidence to, to try and to do it. And... 
having that very circle, like, like that, that very small group of friends where we call each other and we're like, go for it, go for it. I mean, you, you're out of the cold. You're like, okay, I can conquer the world. Let's go. You're so motivated. <laughs> exactly. It gives so much motivation and, and confidence. And you also accept, okay, if it doesn't work, it's not me. That's just how it is. And, and let's, let's mm. jump on something else. No problem. Yeah, the pressure is totally different when you just communicate with people to get advice. And I think this is the first step of sisterhood. It's communication. Exactly. I really believe this circle of women helps a lot for that. Are you part of a woman's cycle? Finance or not, I, but uh, part of uh, something? Actually, nothing official. Apart okay. from my friends where we recreate those little things. And actually, we, we really do not work in the same environment. Mm-hmm. We just call each other because we want to to try something new in our life, or new jobs, or new companies, or 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 ones want to try their own company or start their own business. We rely on each other and we try as much as we can to promote. Uh, I would say, of course, hard work always, but also confidence and ambition. According to you, how will the future of finance be for for women in the near future? I hope it will be a bit more balanced. As I said, I really believe there will, more, there will be more room and there will be more um, woman leadership. And I think it will bring a lot to the overall community. Um, I also think we can um, contribute to how norms are shaped um, and how um, we drive those, this function. I really, I mean, I, I'm, I love being in finance because, as explained earlier, I, I, I understood that it was for me the, the best position to observe everything and to talk to anyone and to have access to all the information. So when you are super curious, I, I still think it's the best job. And, <laughs> and I, I think that having access to all that is also a good opportunity to learn a lot of things and to rechallenge everything and, and to have the opportunity to bring your challenge and to, to open conversation that maybe were not open before. For instance, here, what I want to do is to have in the same team FPNN impact, meaning financial planning and environmental impact will work under, under the same management. And I want the FPNA team to be able to produce carbon business plan as regular business plan. And I think it should be normal. And that will be a lot of work. It's not easy. We, we, I mean, of course, there is a, a lot of to, to discuss and, and, and to understand and to figure out how we will be able to do that. But for instance, this is something I, to me, it should be natural today. We, 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 we must start thinking like that if we want things to move. And I think it's better to try take action and at our own little scale, let's try to iterate and make it happen in the company. I mean, I'm, I'm super happy to, to publish a lot of um, a very uh, super interesting uh, speech and then how I see that and how carbon footprint matters and how it's crazy we will decrease that and blah, 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 and carbon neutrality, it's the... You know, that's going to happen. Of course, I mean, everybody's doing that today. Everybody talks about that. Of course, we do the same. And, and we really do our carbon footprint assessment and our carbon footprint roadmap. But all that, if it just, if it does not become a normal function in an environment of measuring performance and development of companies, how do we want it to be just a natural part of how we steer the development of business? 
because what we will have a target by 2030 and by 2030 everybody's carbon neutral and then we stop no we want it to become part of the day of the way we approach the business we want it to become just a full-time job and and i don't know i really believe that more and more women in finance will bring that touch of course men do as well I mean, it's not a question or it will never happen if it was not us really not that but I don't know. I believe we maybe ask more questions sometimes and it helps. So curiosity again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Margot, thank you very much uh, for being with us first today, for being so curious and for, for all your insight. It was a, a real pleasure for me to, to share this moment. Thanks a lot, Lucy. It was really, really nice to have that chat with you and uh, looking forward to, to the next podcast you will do. Of course. <laughs> thank you, Margot. Thank you for your time and for listening. If you enjoy it, please share it with your network, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news from Gendy Talks, you can go directly on the website and then you will discover everything that is new. The link is shared in comments. In the meantime, if you want to ask questions to Margot, you can check her LinkedIn profile. She will be happy to answer to you. Thank you again and see you in two weeks for a new episode with all our women in finance.